Hey everyone, welcome to Unlikely to Apologize. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. And I'm Heather. So we just had a great idea. We did. So we're completely going on the fly in this. We originally were going to, as you know, we define a word every Monday in this, or not every Monday, every other Monday. Every other Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, where something we've taken from the conversations that we've had with the previous guest. And this week we chose toxic. And one of the conversations that we had was how you were taking it, Heather, you were taking yes, it as a personal, as what personal toxic traits might be. Whereas I was taking it from a, a level of understanding what toxic relationships are so much so that you had made a comment to me about, you know, wanting to discuss the traits. And I was like, I had to Google what toxic traits I might have. I know I have them, but like, what would they be? which led us to where we are sitting currently. Well, the question actually came from Jackie and she says, now I can't find the actual question. I have it written down somewhere, but she, she actually says like, what are my toxic traits? Mm -hmm. And hers were pride and ego. Yeah. So like you said, like, I mean, we all have them, Mm -hmm. um, but I would be curious to know. I mean, I could probably tell you what I think mine are, but to actually know what they are, I feel like would be beneficial, right? Because if you kind of going into my post that I posted today um, on our Instagram, I want to, don't want to butcher the quote. I'm looking it up really quick. Um, I found it on um, Pinterest, but it's you repeat what you don't repair. Exactly. So I, I, loved, feel like I saw we, that. I loved it. If we don't know what our toxic traits are, we can't repair them. So we'll continue to repeat them. Right. I mean, that's right. that, so if, that self-awareness, right? Like I know my filter, my unfiltered mouth would be considered rude and toxic. I'm aware of it. Have I repaired any of it? No. <laughs> well, but I feel like, I feel like there's, right. You could take any trait to that extent then and say that it's toxic, right? Like I could say, um, that I am, I'm a people pleaser. Right. And I like everybody around me to be happy. And that could be considered a toxic trait, or it could be considered, considered a great quality. So I feel like it depends who you're asking as well. Right. And I think also (laughs) mood in which you're asking the question, like if it's after a conversation that went really well, or a situation that really real, those things might be perfect for somebody to have or you know welcoming where somebody was upset or would they be like I I don't like that I don't like the people pleasing I don't like the honesty right. you know so I think it's it's a combination of who's receiving and who's giving and, and vice versa um one of the and I'll send I'll, I'll we can put the list in the show notes that I looked at but like negativity was the number one toxic trait like well, that um, I feel like there's no spinning that into a positive thing right, right? right. like being a negative person is a toxic is a toxic trait. And there's no way I feel like to spin that. Right. So that was like number one. I think the second one was like judgmentalness. And I'm like, I don't judge people by any means, but I do have fun with people. And I don't know if that's like, <laughs> like, I don't, I like to say I don't judge people and I don't, but like, I love people watching. So like, where does oh, I that love people watching? Right. But like, where does that, what's the line on that? Then? Yeah. What's, what's considered like, like terrible for judgmentalness 
And, you know, I like to see like, why is that person wearing those shorts? Just want to know, like, is that, is that judgmental? I wear shorts and I'm like, good for her. Like I shouldn't be wearing these shorts, but I still wear them. Like what's that? Right. I don't know. There was a couple other ones. Um, bossiness, which I, I mentioned, I like to take control of every situation. So I 100% will own up to that one and can definitely see that being toxic. Cause I, I like literally need to be in control, but I also don't know if that's, bossiness or it's anxiety because I need to know like what's right. going on <clears throat> that makes sense that would, yeah yeah so so Heather decided to like I googled it because I didn't know like I can tell you what my traits are but I feel like there's I didn't know if there was an actual test that would tell you and come to find out there is um and it says the toxic person test find out why you are a difficult person with this frequency. <laughs> we haven't taken it yet. It says this quiz is designed to be a fun way to increase self-awareness of potentially difficult personality traits. It is not intended as a diagnostic tool. Okay, so, so we can't diagnose each other as toxic people. This is to bring self-awareness. <clears throat> okay. So do we, we thought it'd be fun this- to take it. Yes. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. So do we go about this, like reading the question and then answering it or don't tell each other the answers, but just read the question. So the the listeners can hear the questions. So I don't know how long it is because we literally just opened it. Um, but the, the way you, it's, it's a statement and then you either say inaccurate, neutral or accurate. I, I mean, I'm fine to answer my questions. I, so there's also you forgot the in between. So there's an in between inaccurate. There's an in between, yeah. So it goes inaccurate, in between, neutral, okay. in between, accurate. So there's five choices. Okay. So okay. the first one is it is simply a fact that I'm smarter than the average person. See, Wait, I would say inaccurate because I don't think that I'm smarter than anybody. It's in between neutral and accurate. <laughs> Hey, self-awareness and honesty right here. (laughs) You have to be honest. Okay. People who want to get close to me need to understand that I have strong emotions and that I must be true to myself. So, well, now that's a double one for me because I definitely have strong emotions, but I don't think I ever do anything true to myself. So how would I answer that? Would you be neutral? I don't know. I definitely have strong emotions. You but I don't about. ever make any decisions based on being true to myself. It's always about everybody else. But maybe that would be neutral. All right. I'll say neutral. I was going to say accurate for me. I do not like to be treated like one of the crowd. Accurate. Yeah, I'll say accurate. <laughs> Most people spend too much time and energy trying to achieve goals that don't really matter. That's inaccurate. Who's to say what goals agree. matter? Yeah, I don't agree with that. Oh my gosh. Everyone lies. I'm just better at it than most. Oh I mean, everybody God. does lie. Oh, I'm the worst liar. I get all weird and giggly. And right, like, but everybody, everybody lies. Everybody lies. So do we just- But I'm, I'm not better at it. <laughs> I'm the worst liar. Oh, no. I'm just gonna put neutral. <clears throat> the best way to avoid being disappointed is to expect the worst. Oh. Accurate. Yeah, I would say accurate, but then I feel like that's negative. You can't be the judgment here. Just like you I, can't change your I answers put accurate. because you're I'm saying, But that, okay. <laughs> I often have to push people to do things in a way that meets my high standards. 
Oh accurate. God, I'm a terrible person. Oh my God, I'm I'm gonna put the in between neutral and accurate. Okay, next step. Okay, I am most frustrated when other people with other people when they there's four choices. Don't make the effort to give me the special treatment I deserve. Don't pay attention when I'm sharing my knowledge. Don't follow the correct procedure for things. Aren't there to support me when I'm upset about something. Can I pick more than one? I have no idea. I think it's going to make you pick one, but I am most frustrated with other people. I'm going to say when they aren't there to support me when I'm upset. I'm torn between don't pay attention when I'm sharing my knowledge or don't follow the correct procedures for things. <laughs> I think you had to pick one. I don't know which one to pick. Um, I'm going to say don't follow the correct procedure. No, because I'll go, I, I go off the beaten path. All right. Don't pay attention when I'm sharing my knowledge. Okay. I am most likely to speak up about something when I know a better way of doing things than what is being discussed, see a downside or problem nobody else recognizes, want to influence the conversation to give myself an advantage, have an emotional reaction to the conversation. Uh, Um, See a downside. That's me. See a downside or problem nobody else recognizes. I'm only going to speak up when I have an emotional reaction. We're two peas in a pod right now. I can't wait to see how different. I'm terrified. All right. Okay. I prefer to be around people who give me the recognition and attention I deserve, are eager to learn from my knowledge and wisdom, are easily led where I want them to go, don't hassle me with demands or expectations. Uh, Don't hassle me with demands or expectations. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. I don't want to be demanded or expected to do anything. I prefer to be around people. I have no idea how to answer this one. I'm going to say the same thing. Don't hassle me with demands or expectations. I am most likely to try to be helpful by pointing out the flaws and pitfalls of other people's plans, showing people the correct way to do things, Letting people know it's okay to lighten up and not take things so seriously. Taking charge and being a knowledgeable leader. Ooh, I am most likely to try to be helpful by. I don't relate to any of those. I relate to more than one. <laughs> I relate to all four, right? Pointing out the flaws and pitfalls, but I don't, that seems like a negative terms, but like, I love finding holes in plans not to be mean, but like, what if? you're wrong this is how you do it letting people know it's okay I'm always the person guys like it's not what's not that serious we can I know but I don't know which one I would be and taking charge and being a knowledgeable leader son of a bitch I'm not any of those I would can I say something if I were you yes can you pointing out some flaws and pitfalls in other people's plans Okay. You are always the what if and oh, you always okay. think of all the things that could go wrong. Yeah. And that's how I'm taking that because I also <laughs> do the same thing. And you're just very more vocal about it. Than I am. <laughs> all right. I'm torn between letting people know it's okay or taking charge and being a knowledgeable leader. leader. I think that letting people know it's okay to lighten up. <clears throat> that's very you. Okay. Okay. It's most important to me to 
get what I'm owed in life, be true to myself and show others who I really am, follow the rules and do things properly, enjoy life as it comes. Ooh. Ooh, I would say for me now, I would say be true to myself and show others who I really am. I'm torn between that one and enjoy life as it comes. Ooh, those are both good for you. I'm always true to myself. It's probably, I feel like you definitely, but which is most important to you to be true to yourself or to enjoy life as it comes. I mean, how do I separate those? I feel like those are too separate. I mean, they're pretty similar. I want to enjoy life. I don't like, I don't like drama or anything that, yeah, I don't like negativity. So we're going to do enjoy life as it comes. Okay. When a difficult problem arises, I usually am not surprised. Whatever can go wrong usually will figure out a way to work the solution so that I come out on top, let other people handle it, get very upset and need a lot of self-care to get back. I mean, I feel like the first one and the last one, I'm usually not surprised because I always say like, Oh, I'm not surprised that would happen to me. I'm, I'm doing a lot of self-care. So I'm going to say the first one. I'm going to go figure out a way to work the situation so that I can come out on top. Literally. I'm a problem solver. (laughs) Okay. If I had one bit of advice for other people, it would be raise your expectations. The world owes you more trust. Nobody. Everyone is looking out for number one, be realistic. Life is full of failure and tragedy. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Rules are there for a reason. I'm going to say be realistic. Life is full of failure and tragedy. That's I'm torn me. between that one and trust nobody. Everybody's looking out for number one. Ooh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get my toxic trait is going to be that I'm super negative because <laughs> be realistic. Life is full of failure and tragedy. I mean, that's it's true. If you don't expect failure, you know, you're going to, it's not going to be a fun, it's not going to be a fun go around. <laughs> Trust nobody. Everyone is always looking out for themselves. I'm going to go trust nobody. Next step. I don't know how long this is. Oh, there's more. Oh, I think there's only four pages. I see. Yeah. I was going to say there's only four dots. Okay. Most people would benefit. So this, we're back to the inaccurate, neutral, and accurate. Okay. Most people would benefit by hearing my thoughts and opinions. Accurate. <laughs> I would say neutral. Because I'm kind of, it depends I'm what a it bitch, is. man. Shane, <laughs> Shane would definitely tell me that that's accurate, that I give him my thoughts and opinions all the time. <laughs> um, my life has been difficult and emotionally challenging. See, I would, I would say that's accurate, given all the infertility stuff. We'll do the in-between neutral and accurate. Yeah, so I was going to say... I went through some shit, but you definitely went through some shit. Yeah. But I don't know if I would say it's, you never got super emotional about it. So I don't know how you, I mean, it was challenging, right? I don't think it was emotionally challenging for you more so as it was like a physically challenging to like heal. So maybe I'll just do neutral on that one. Okay. I've earned the right to be treated with more care and consideration than the average person. I have earned the right to be treated with more care. I'm going to say inaccurate. I haven't earned anything like that. Yeah, but who's who's treating me more than the average person, myself or somebody else? Oh. Because if it's treating myself, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
neutral. (laughs) Other people are often more motivated than I am. So I'm happy to let them do more of the work. No, I don't agree with that. Most people are selfish. So it's better to look out for yourself than to try and cooperate. Oh, I don't agree with that. I interrupt it. I didn't say inaccurate. Oh, this next one is going to make me die because I can hear Shane's voice in my head. People call me pessimist. Call me a pessimist, but I'm just a realist. (laughs) We have this conversation all the time where he tells me that I'm a pessimist and I'm like, no, I'm a realist. Mm -hmm. John's a realist as well. I'm going to say accurate. That's inaccurate for me. I'm very optimistic. It takes a lot of work to make sure things are done correctly, but it's worth it. Accurate. Everything takes a lot of work. This should be our, oh, now this is, these are just, uh, so what's your age? Yeah, demographic. Oh my God, I'm old as shit. Mm -hmm. Gender. What's your highest grade school? So it's like, what's your degree? And then your yearly income. Well, do I put my income before I quit my job? I just declined, declined the state. They don't need to know how much I make. Okay, okay, get my results. It's probably going to want our email address, right? Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Did you see yours pop up? Yeah. Do you okay. want to go first? Oh, I knew, I knew. I knew what mine was going to be. So my toxic trait, the Debbie Downer. It's official. I'm a Debbie Downer. I feel compelled. Oh my God, this is terrible. I feel compelled to remind you of the many reasons why life is actually completely miserable. (laughs) Self-awareness is the first step. You're the Debbie Downer. (laughs) I'm crying. Okay. <laughs> it says you are the Debbie Downer. It's not the greatest result, but you probably didn't expect anything better, did you? <laughs> I knew it. While you may have the purest of intentions, you're at oh my god. You're as toxic as the great Pacific garbage patch, which you constantly remind people that you're contributing to every time you they forget to recycle or use a plastic straw. When you see someone happy, you feel compelled to remind them of the many reasons why life is actually completely miserable. Basically, you're a total buzzkill. <laughs> Relentlessly negative, Malden and cynical, Debbie Downers tend to score higher in neuroticism on the big five personality model. Those <clears throat> with higher, I don't know how you say that, neurotism? are more likely to tune into their negative emotions and anticipate the worst possible outcomes. It's not all bad. Self-awareness is the first step to shedding toxic behaviors. To be less pessimistic, consume less media, and hang out with people that make you smile. Start a gratitude journal and try to think of one thing each day that makes you feel grateful. And then it says your toxic sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> tells you about them. We're all a little toxic. This graph shows which toxic traits you scored highest on and which you've managed to cleverly avoid. So negative is 15. Mind you, out of 16. Okay. Dramatic, 11 out of 16. Rigid is 7 out of 16. Entitled is 4 out of 16. Arrogant is 2. Lazy is 2. And manipulative is 0. (sighs) 
Oh my God. And then it goes on to tell you about the toxic traits. I have oh, the same, yeah. man almighty. Okay. So that's mine. Nikki, what's yours? I like, I can't. I am the mansplainer. <laughs> like everything I hate is the mansplainer. I live to eliminate those around me often without evidence. I know what I'm talking about. Self-awareness is the first step. Congratulations. <laughs> you're the mansplainer. You're so toxic that you probably are already navigating our Twitter DMs to explain why this test results are inaccurate. <laughs> <clears throat> you live to illuminate those around you often without evidence that you know what you're actually talking about. Your most annoying habits are mansplaining to strangers on the internet and bragging about how you were gifted child 30 years ago. This is not me, is it? The most common responses you elicit from others are eye rolls and pressing the block button. I swear this is not okay. Oh my God. Arrogant and overconfident with an ego bigger than brass, uh, Bezos, Bezos, I mean, Amazon, whatever his name is, net worth manslainers tend to score low in agreeableness on the big five personality model. Agreeable people see themselves as equal to others. However, the mansplainer sees themselves firmly at the head of the pack when it comes to intelligence and wit. What the fuck? It's not all bad. Self-awareness is the first step to shedding toxic behaviors. Next time you feel a need to mansplain, try listening instead. Ask questions instead of responding with statements and don't offer, offer advice unless someone asks for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your toxic traits. So you said yours are 16. Mine says up to nine. Oh, yeah. No, mine says it's zero through up to 16. Mine are zero through nine. Arrogant okay. being number one at nine. <laughs> Rigid, I mean, I'm, yeah. Number eight. Uh, entitled, six. Dramatic, six. Lazy, six. Manipulative, <gasps> six. And negative six. This isn't me. You are not lazy for sure. What were the other ones? Manipulative and negative. I feel like mine's pretty accurate. <laughs> I don't know about yours. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't really know. Um, well, okay. Arrogant people, also known as mansplainers, believe themselves to be intellectual superior to others. So if I were to like, see, now I don't want to be a mansplainer and be like, I'm going to dissect this quiz. <laughs> but you're going to. I'm going, that first question I answered about how I feel like I, I think I'm smarter sometimes. <laughs> they trick you. Dramatic people, also known as drama llamas, demand outside attention to their volatile emotions oh entitled people also known as karens want special treatment and become aggressive when it doesn't appear lazy people also known as slackers refuse to do their part and let others pick up the suck i think i'm more mad that lazy is on my list than anything else yeah you're not lazy at all manipulative people also known as con artists use deception and dishonesty Honestly, See, I don't think you're it. manipulative I either, though. Nah, I'm not manipulative. Negative people. I don't think I'm negative either. And they have me. There's high. me. Good old Debbie Downers. Yeah, also known as Debbie Downers. Drag others down with their relentless pessimism. I, yeah, I'm not. And it's a six out of nine for my negativity. That's weird. Yeah. Rigid, also known as control freaks, try to impose their own inflexible ideas about right and wrong. 
That's my yeah. second one. That makes sense. No, that yeah, makes you sense. don't, you don't, you don't do the right and wrong. Try to impose their own inflexible ideas about right and wrong. I think I do both sides. Right when I'm wrong about something, I feel like I'm inflexible about it. Mm. Right. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm you like how it ends with that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Ready to get serious. Sign up for our Oh, I never done an Enneagram one, but maybe we should do that one day. All right. So let's... Okay. So that was fun, guys. <clears throat> yeah. Hope you enjoyed we'll that. We'll put the little... link to this in the show notes. Yeah. A little let bit us of know what you get. Yeah. Let us know what you get. A little bit of self-awareness. Let us know if you think it's accurate. Wait till I tell my husband. Oh my God. He's oh my God. Just... If I sent this to my dad, he'd be like, yes, that's you. Because this is literally what my dad was explaining. Shane is going to be like, now what are you going to do about it? Right. The mansplainer. I can't. Like, I can't. I literally like talk about men and they're, I can't. They give you a little card too. I will try to practice listening. I will strive to ask questions instead of giving advice. I do give a lot of, I do give advice. Where do you see that? It's on the. Oh, hold on. I will. Oh, I will strive to see the best in things. <laughs> I will try to practice positivity. <laughs> we should write these down. What were yours? Um, I will try to practice listening. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in the uh, bleh, interrupting elephant. Like I already know that. And I will strive to ask questions instead of giving. I feel like I ask questions all the time. Yeah. What were the other options? Did they tell you? Anyways, we'll put these in the show notes so we don't continue to talk about this. Um, there is, I mean, I can just see at the top the slacker, the caring. Oh, they explained all those down here. Okay. The drama llama and the mansplainer. Yep. We see those down below in the toxic traits. Anyways, <laughs> so now that we've talked about it from this angle, <laughs> I did want to do a quick discussion on toxic relationships right yes so of course we have our own relationship with ourselves where we have all these like toxic traits as we clearly just figured out or what ours are what ours are but toxic relationships I think is a huge thing that people carry on through life without actually realizing that they have toxic relationships in them and I think one of the biggest ones I always talk about is family relationships because it's that constant well that's your mom or that's your dad or you know, you hear those excuses all the time. And I think part of that self-awareness is understanding what your boundaries are and like what you wouldn't right. let somebody out on the street do to you. Why should a family member or a spouse or a friend be able to get away with those types of things? Well, I think part of it is if you're not secure in yourself, right? If you're not self-aware, you let those relationships, I feel like continue more so than somebody who is more aware of themselves. Right. Because I feel like as, I mean, I'll just use you and I, for an example, if we have like a family member or a friend or a relationship that's toxic, I feel like you would be less tolerable of it than I would. And I think it's just because I'm just like, I don't really feel secure in myself right now. I've, you know, all the things going on. I'm just now in the beginning stages of like my healing process, my self-awareness journey and trying to like really fix that, that I let people say things to me 
um, that I let, I just, I would let it happen more so than somebody like you, who is more confident and more self-aware and more like, I don't need to put up with this shit and I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think also too, along that sign is I have no problem speaking up about it. I might turn around and be like, I won't, you know, I don't want to deal with this, this shit, but I'll go to the person and be like, Hey, like, I love you. I want to be friends, but like, we can't have, we can't have this type of relationship. And I think right. we had a conversation in the past. Like I have no, <laughs> I like make myself laugh sometimes because I have no problem going snippety snip, snip, snip. Like if I find somebody that's like, just not, you know, in it, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say in it for me, but like, is, is not going to be like a partner or a cheerleader, you know, adding something. And as somebody who also challenges me too, I want that challenge as well. Like I want somebody, cause in my eyes, somebody that's going to challenge, challenge you or make you think about things or, you know, push yourselves while also being a cheerleader. Like that's, that's a relationship, but having an honest relationship with people, I think is what a lot of people kind of step back from like they feel afraid like you said and I don't think it's necessarily a confidence thing I think it's or maybe it is but like afraid of losing people like you won't stick up for yourself whereas I'm the type of person like I want you to tell me that I've done something wrong you know like it's give me your boundary (laughs) so I know it's not fair and I think you and I've talked about this multiple times it's not fair to you or or myself if I'm treating you a way that you don't that doesn't work for you Right. Right. And I'm going to continue in this relationship one way and you're going to continue in this relationship in another and it's never going to be an equal relationship. Right. So I think the biggest thing is honestly, if I can turn around to a family member and go, <clears throat> hey, I don't like this. It's where I'm drawing the line. I will continue to talk to you and be civil with you. But as far as this part of our, our relationship is concerned, we're done. Like, you know, yeah. like it's being able to say that. But again, I, and you're right. That might be the self-awareness, confidence things. Is I just don't want to deal with it. It's just not worth my mental energy. It's really not. Yeah. Whereas I feel like it's, it's going to drain me more or make me more upset or more anxious or more whatever, if I have to deal with it. So I just put things off and say nothing until it just like blows up. Right. And I then at that point, how do you salvage anything when you've had a big blow up? It's kind of that, like, I think back, like I sometimes go, Oh, I miss like being a teenager in high school, but I miss the anxiousness of always worrying if somebody was angry at you, if your boyfriend was mad or, you know, like it was just this, I don't like that. I don't like, Mm-mm. I am, I am uncomfortable when somebody's mad at me or upset with me. It makes me extremely uncomfortable and gives me anxiety. Whereas if somebody would just go, Hey, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's like that big thing too. John used to do to me. Oh, or <clears throat> not John my old boss used to do me. Oh, I'll talk to you. I got to talk to you about something by the end of the day. And then I'm sitting there all day. Why would you do that to me? That's the worst. Like if you have something that you need to say, like, don't be like, we'll talk. We need to talk later. Like just freaking say it or don't say anything until we can talk. Right. Like, cause then it's going to sit, then it just, you think about, I just think of the avalanche, right? Like Mm -hmm. here I am up here. I might be having a good day. And somebody's like, Oh, by the way, before you leave today, make sure you stop by when I want to talk to you. And, and then it, sometimes it's not even a bad thing, but you're no. building up in your head. Like, what did I do wrong? Right. What was the last conversation we had? Did I mess something up? If it's work? Oh my God. Did I screw up? Am I going to get fired? And then, yeah, no, it's just this avalanche of like coming down. And it, it most of the time, those conversations aren't even anything huge, but you've built it up in your head. Right. And 
I think that's, and even in the sense too, like if we talk about the difference in you and I, and thank you for saying such nice things about my confidence one, I still have those moments, you know? And I think that's, I think that's separate. Like you could be confident and still have anxiety, I guess. Like, yeah. and I think that would be a version of anxiety. But then it's again, it's like, I also know that I'm a good person and I don't do shitty things. <laughs> like, right. I make mistakes, but not like purposely. So yeah, it's I, avalanche, right? You start going into this, well, what did I do? Did I do this? Did I not do something like shit? I get like that with work. It's the one, it is the one part section of my life that I am now just trying to apply what I do in my personal life to it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I spent so many years trying to climb like this corporate ladder mm-hmm. and giving myself so many, so much to not my current, I, I love my current company, but like past companies that I'm just like, I, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to do my work and be done with it. Like, why do I need to have email on my phone? Why do I need to be working late? Why do I glorify? Why did I glorify working, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night? Toxic relationship work is a giant. Is, yes. No. And that's, relationship. that's why I just left because I felt that it, it wasn't, it wasn't serving me in a positive way. Um, and I, I did start to feel, and I don't know if it was the job itself. I don't know if it was the expectations I put on myself for the job. I don't know if it was just the timing of coming out of a second failed IVF cycle right before I started this job. Like there was a whole, so I don't know. And that's kind of why I quit and why I left because I was like, I'm not in a mental headspace that in my opinion, that it was toxic. And I might look back on it in three months, six months and be like, wow, that was probably a really good opportunity. And I screwed that up, but I just, yeah, I just wasn't in a place that I felt like, and I told my boss when I quit, I was like, any job I'm at, it doesn't matter where I am right now. I'm going to feel this way. Right. I, um, the reason I, I, I separated my company from past companies is I'll never forget. Cause you know how my, my toxic work life was right before going here. And I have till this day, it's been almost three years there. And my manager will still say, Nicole, just relax. You're fine. You're doing mm-hmm. an excellent job. Like you do not, because I have those spastic moments. Like, Oh my God, what did I do? The client's upset or he's like, Nicole, it's fine. Like, yeah. You know, you yeah. just write him an email and say, you know, this, this, and this happened. And just, you don't have to worry about, we call CYA. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, covering your ass so much. I mean, of course you want to do things right, but like, I don't have the fear. Like I would wake up in the right. morning in fear that something bad was going to happen. I would wake well, up I... at two 30 in the morning, not sleep <laughs> because I was so worried that things were going to happen. No, I feel like if you, if you have an experience with like a job or even a relationship where I did this with relationships, I was in one that I thought we were going to be together forever. You know, in, 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 we were teenagers and it ended. And I feel like every relationship after that, I ended before he could so that I wouldn't get hurt. Right. And so I feel like it's the same thing, right. With the relationship a romantic relationship and a job. Like if you're coming out of one that had those toxic, um, there was something toxic about it. You, it's hard to carry that over or not carry that over. And it takes time. And I mean, 
the relationship with Shane is the first relationship that I've been in where I never felt that way, where I didn't feel like I have to end this before. And now we're married, obviously, because it didn't, you know, but I feel like it's the same thing with the job, right? Like if you have a job where you over time, whatever happened and it became a toxic environment to not carry that over is would be challenging, right? Like it's going to take time for you to be like, Oh, I can relax. I don't have to worry about that. Like this isn't like this last place or this isn't this last relationship. Right. And I think this year, I mean, after I had an experience with a terrible client last year, as you know, as well, and I ended the year going to my manager going, I'm taking two weeks off. I'm going to reassess. I need to Mm -hmm. take a break. And I started the year. I went to him and I was like, I'm taking my email off my phone. My day is ending when my day ends, unless I need to be here for something else. Um, meanwhile, I just got promotion because I was always online and working. So. <laughs> but I was like, if I need to be, I'll do it. But like, as far as right. demand, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to be available post my work hours unless absolutely need to be or discussed yeah. or if I'm stuck in a pickle or I'm working on something that that's one thing. But as far as like demands based on something something that I, I can acknowledge can wait till tomorrow. Like I'm learning to teach myself, this will be there tomorrow and right. you can worry about that. And I have the weight that has been lifted off my shoulders because of that and seeing the recognition and, and understanding. And I also like with everything that happened last year, like I got diagnosed with the Hashimoto's and then the grief reaction, like my emotions are just, I need yeah. a break and I need some <clears throat> de-stress. So that's what I'm doing. Well, and you set boundaries and you set healthy boundaries. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's part of it, especially when you're talking about something that could be toxic, right? If you've got a toxic job or you've got a toxic relationship with whoever it may be setting those healthy boundaries, um, to either maintain that or before it gets toxic, right? Like if you're in a healthy relationship or you're at a healthy job, you have to set those boundaries before it turns into a toxic one. Right. And one of the things I, I, like, I was talking to John about this is like, this was, if you asked me 10 years ago when I started this career, yeah, my, my eight years ago, we'll say not 10 years. So I was doing something else. I was still pure legal, but IP wise or working with the company that I work for now, this was my dream job. Like I wanted this, this was on my plan. So I was like, I hate that I'm hating the fact, like, this is how I felt in December. I hate right. that I'm hating the fact of where I'm at. And I was like, I know it has nothing to do with them because I think they're an outstanding company. I love, 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 love what I do. It was just that, that client was just right. so negative. And so like, they were toxic. My company wasn't toxic. I had a toxic client. Right. And right. it took me to go, you know what? I can't have something inf- infiltr- infiltrating what I have built to be glamorous in a sense. Right. Right. So that's, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's good. And I feel like, you know, the job that I just left. um, So I was a family law paralegal for 10 years. And then I left that to be, to be in the mortgage world. And I I worked for a mortgage company and I worked my way up and then I got another job at a different mortgage company. And it was the job that I wanted. It was when I started my day one at that first mortgage company, almost six years ago, it was like my dream job and I got it. But the mind my mental, mental energy, as I say, your mental, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't where I needed it to be. And like I said, I may regret this in a few years, but I just, I felt toxicity and I don't know where it was coming from. 
And the only thing that I can control was leaving the job mm-hmm. and to, to alleviate that stress. And right. I mean, I did, <clears throat> um, I mean, it's only been a week or two. Um, and I'm still like, well, was that the right decision? But I feel like to figure out where that toxicity is coming from and to kind of heal all the other parts of my life. And that's a conversation I told when I, you know, told my boss, I was leaving. I was like, I, this is what I have to do, even though it was my dream job. Right. And that's, that's, I commend you on that. I'm glad you are getting to a place where you're acknowledging that you need to, you know, turn all that focus and also to be able to do that. Right. You know, being able to say, I, you know, I can't do this. I think a lot of us differently in different times in our lives do have that moment of I'm fine. Like yeah, I could do this. It's, it's fine. We'll figure it out again. Toxic relationship with yourself, me, my perfectionism personality where I need to be on top and the best. And I don't care anymore. I just don't. It's really, well, I love that you're setting those boundaries for yourself. And I love that you took the time that you needed because you did have to reevaluate, right? You were like, this is, I worked my ass off to get this job. And it's not the job, it's the client to be able to tell your boss, like, Hey, these are the boundaries that I'm setting so that it didn't turn into a toxic workplace. Right. And I mean, I'm not with that client anymore. And I have clients now that I love that I wouldn't mind staying an extra two hours, you know, to go over things or sit on, like, I find them to be pleasant people. It was just, you know, that particular client. So it just goes, so sometimes you don't have control over it. Even when you do set your boundaries, like I did. (laughs) I had boundaries. I'm not doing it. I remember having multiple conversations going, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Right. You know, and it's just, it sucks. But I just, I feel like the important thing to point, you know, is that toxicity, I guess is the way you would say it can show up everywhere. It can show up in all parts of your life and it can show up, you know, in an existing relationship. It can, it can be a lingering relationship. It could be something with work, but it's, it's understanding, I guess, how to, how to deal with it in a way that serves you and everybody's going to have a different way that it would right. serve them. It's just navigating it. Right. Right. And establishing boundaries, creating honesty, you know, honesty with yourself and that person, you know what people, what is my, my sister said something the other day that she learned from her therapist. As we all know, we love, we love Danielle and her therapist. Um, people are around for seasons of your life. So, oh, there was, it's something like I saw, I saw a quote that said people are either here for, um, seasons or like forever. Yeah. Something along those lines. Like, and it's okay. Like the message is okay. They're either here to teach you something, be here for a season or be here forever. Right. And you'll, you'll learn who those, I mean, I have people that I no longer talk to that were important at a certain part in my life. And I, who I cared about tremendously and I still care about them, but we don't speak for, you know, whatever reasons they may be, but that was a season. That was a season of my right. life, you know, or different well, I think seasons. the, I think the rest of that, cause I saw something that said it and it says the pain, the pain comes from putting people in the wrong box. Yeah. That's a good one too. Right. And it, again, so long of that, you know, people pleasing and needing to be the best for my, like myself, it's my, my trait. That was something I learned after having one relationship that I kind of let go, or it was kind of mutually letting go. That's when I started teaching myself, here's what I want in my relationships. And that was probably back when we lived in Connecticut. So maybe like eight or nine years ago, 
that I was like, mm-hmm. I don't. And I remember I had somebody reach out to me trying to rekindle. <clears throat> and I said, nope, we are done. As if I see you, I will be civil. Well, I can act like I can pretend that nothing ever happened. But as far as I'm concerned, you and I, yeah. like, we're not. And I did it very nicely. I didn't do it in a mean way. I just said, I don't need people like you in my life at this time in my life. Right. But that took me a long time to get there. So. Right. Well, I think that's recognizing. I think that an important thing also to note is that you have to recognize your own traits, whether they be toxic or not, just, you have to have an understanding, I think of yourself to be able to navigate those conversations and navigate how to proceed and how to handle them. Self-awareness. I'm learning self-awareness. I'm here for all your self-awareness needs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we should probably wind down. This is one of our longer episodes, but we had some fun with it today. So I hope you guys at least got past the quiz part and listened to our (laughs) lovely conversation. (coughs) Excuse me. As always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more or help us, you know, blow up, I guess. <laughs> uh, you help can- people find us. Leave yeah. a review on iTunes. Yes, please. Rate us review. That's how people, yes. that's how we get bumped up so people can find us. Right. You can also send us an email at hello at unlikelytoapologize.com. You can find us on Instagram at unlikely to apologize podcast. And we are no longer available <laughs> by our personal ones because, you know, Nikki got hacked and her got ass hacked and apparently I'm selling my ass on the website, on the, on, on the web, according to my dad. Listen to last week's episode <laughs> for more information on that. But as always, again, if you know anybody that has a story that would, they would like to share, or maybe, you know, if they're thinking about sharing, um, send them our way. We'd love to talk to them. And, uh, think that's it that's it have a great day bye everyone oh it's gonna be easter happy easter oh happy easter those who celebrate happy easter (laughs) we both waved our hands like this okay (laughs) bye 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 everyone